0: Hmm. Recorded live. Well, hello, 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 listening audience. How are you all out there? And a happy Easter Resurrection Sunday to you as well. Boy, I tell you, this has been a real week, hasn't it? We've got a chance to see what it means for some to be Christians. In Kenya, we got a chance to see uh, what happens when religious, um, how do I say, when the conversation becomes lethal. You know, we heard about this when we were kids. I can remember my mom and all the Adventists telling us that one day you would have to prove what side you're on. One day there would be a question and Christian persecution would be the topic. And it cost you your life. I remember that. And I remember thinking, sitting in church, oh, well, I'm bored. But today, this week, we have seen it for ourselves where people in a foreign land but not so far from us that share our same beliefs were gunned down for their beliefs. So uh, from here at uh, the 225CL family, we would like to extend to our friends, especially in Mother Africa. A, our condolences and our love and our concern for them, their friends, their family. Anyway, we love you, Mother Africa and all of our family and listeners in Africa at this uh, sad time. Anyway, everybody, you're listening to your girl. I'm Barbara McGee, coming live to you from Straight Talk with the Hired Fresh. And you know, today is a very, very, very interesting day. I say that to say, Uh, Why is it so interesting? Well, this is the first time I think that we've ever had an opportunity to hear someone actually say that black beauty was no longer in style. Well, it's very interesting because have we ever actually heard that black beauty was in style? Have we ever actually been told, hey, you know what? Our look is number one. Well, you know, we've gone through a, a real evolution as black women, and as leader of the pack. And I guarantee you, we've got a caller on the line, and we're going to go ahead and take this caller, add our caller into the call. Hey, caller. You're on the line. State your name. You're on Straight Talk with the Higher Browns. Uh,
1: Hello? Good evening. Yes, hi.
0: Hi, good evening. And what's your name? We're talking tonight about black beauty, black women's beauty. Is it in or is it out? And who am I speaking to?
1: My
0: name is James Trout. Ah, well, hello. uh, What a privilege it is to talk to you. And my question is uh, tonight for our listening audience, and we're discussing this Cosmopolitan magazine article that recently uh, was aired. And let me give you the picture. The picture was a beautiful woman like Serena, who is one of our heroes, a beautiful woman like Ciara. Who is was one of our musical heroes, as uh, black women doing their thing, being accomplished and polished. And then they put up white women next to them and said, R.I.P., over the head of the black woman, said, this look is dead, but this look is now gorgeous. What do you think about that? Why don't you give us your thoughts?
1: Oh, well, I think that... Um serena is a very beautiful gorgeous woman and uh, tiara as well they're they're beautiful gorgeous women they're all gorgeous women but black beauty it exists and it is thriving and it's powerful and i think that anyone who would say something like that is that's just a ludicrous uh, statement
0: well you know today i heard something very interesting i heard that many times a friend of mine told me that many times these kind of articles are written because black women are at the center of beauty and they're emulated and they're copied and they're um, they're the focus and therefore white women are following after their looks, such as Kim Kardashian with the augmentations to her body to have a thicker, more appealing, more illustrious look, uh, such as other women in Beverly Hills, you know, that whole look of plumping the lips and making oneself look more uh, appealing by looking more black. I mean, a lot of these women now that we see that are actually swirling and thurling. you know, they look like they're mixed with black. What do you think about that, James? Why don't you tell me? I'm going to take another call. We're adding people into the call right now. James, go ahead and make your
1: comment. Um, Well, I think that... uh anyone who would say anything about um how how black women are not leading the pack they wouldn't be uh following the times and and paying attention to what's going on because we set the trend in every genre every area and every place that we do Uh, black women are the models for all over the, the world in europe and 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 they're abroad they are leading the, the uh the uh, the modeling world and just the style world and everything like that so um, i i'm sure that anyone who would say that uh, black women aren't the most attractive people in the world uh, uh, i don't think they're keeping their, uh, their ear to the ground
0: absolutely i'll agree now do we have pastor bob in the audience pastor bob are you there
2: you know I'm here. Good evening to all of
1: you. <laughs> Good evening,
0: Pastor Bob.
1: All we right. We've <laughs> got
0: on uh, line one, and we've got Pastor Trout on line two. So I think everything is going uh, very well. the The uh, conversation of the evening is: Black beauty for our women is it in or is it out? Cosmopolitan magazine says it's out and put our black women heroes up and put rip over their heads and then said, well, these white women are gorgeous, but these look here are no longer relevant. What do you say to that?
2: Well, let's put it this way. Forget Cosmopolitan Magazine. Uh, Simply, the people are writing things to cause disturbances. The more disturbances they call, the more magazines they sell. Hmm. Forget Cosmopolitan magazine, because black women have been beauty since the beginning of time. And without makeup. At, <laughs> look, look 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 at look look at them. Look at Cleopatra, huh? The woman of the Nile, a black woman. Look at the black women in Africa and the black women in Egypt and the black women in the United States and the the strong, strong United States black woman coming over on a slave ship arriving here and remaining beautiful. Who can say anything against that but someone who wants to make some money causing a disturbance? I have a beautiful, tall, I got a beautiful Oh, dark, dark white. Wow. And I get very upset if somebody tell me she ain't beautiful. Yeah, I might mess around and do a karate chop on them or
1: something.
2: I love my wife. I love black women. My grandma was a black woman. My mama was a black woman. Your mama was a black woman. Hey, we love them. They fought, they raise us, and they look good without uh, uh makeup. Many of them never wore makeup, and they were so beautiful. They used natural things, lemons and things out of the garden. They used on their skin. They learned these things from old, and their skins were just beautiful and smooth. Now, don't tell me the black woman ain't beautiful. She's magnificent.
0: All right, and that's Pastor Bob. We're coming right back to you. Now, I heard a lady in the audience. Uh, Go ahead and say your name and tell us how you feel about this.
3: Hi, I'm Miss T. And um, the reason why probably cosmetologists wanted to say that was because, remember, the lady that did the – she got an award as an actress, and she was on the front cover as being the most beautiful woman Oh, you're and talking so about Nopita,
0: Nopita Leon.
3: Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so after that, they decided, oh, okay, this is not going to happen. But I agree with one of the other um, members of the audience. Um, all the trends are go to the black area, take the pictures. This is what we're going to set our trends on. Whatever it is, it could be a bracelet, it could be a hairdo, it could be Anything. As a matter of fact, I went to Egypt several times. All the hairdos that we wear today, that everybody wear, the Egyptians started them first. From the braided hair to the beads to the twisted to the straight hair to the beehive to all the hairstyles that came from Egypt. If you just go to the caves, you'll see all of them.
0: You know what? You're absolutely right about that. That's one of the that's one of the monsters of Cleopatra. Cleopatra started all of that from the makeup. I mean, we think a lot of times that that is a, a European thing, but the first thing you learn when you go to beauty school is that it's not European at all. It came from women uh, such as ourselves, who uh, black women, got uh, queens. And queens, who, yes. Yes, absolutely, who pharaohs, actually. And we also were wigs
3: when we were in transition with getting our hair done. There's wakes there. If you go to the museums, you'll see that they had a wig on that was already styled and everything, and they put that on their head when they were having their hair uh, done, their own hair done with other hair in it. So oh, I love it! I we love did it. not, we did not evolve as far as that goes because it was already there. <laughs>
0: Well let me let me tell you what I did. I did a little I did a little digging today in preparation for the show. Everybody you're listening to P25 C L uh, dot com, where you can download music and uh, get a digital download, and you can see some of our artists that we represent. And also, I'm here on behalf of Galaxy Talk Radio. It's Sunday night, 8.30. We're in the penthouse. I'm the co-host. We have James Trout. We have Pastor Bob. We have Miss T And we have myself tonight. We're discussing is Black Beauty in or is it out, according to Cosmos. But let me tell you what I ran across, panel I ran across this. Number one, are your role models totally strange or bad as a woman? Number two, now this is a list of why women are single. Are you a liability? Isn't that an interesting topic? Number three, do you lack manner, character, wisdom, and good home upbringing? Number four, do you package yourself wrong way? We're going to go to James. James, what do you think about those things that I just said? Does that have something to do with beauty, and is this where maybe our young women are missing?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I'm sorry if you hear this noise in the background. It's another phone ringing. I'm going to have to take it to the line. But I, I, um, I would like to address that at a later time.
0: Oh, okay, no, no problem, no problem, no problem. Uh, Miss T., what do you think about that? What do you think about... I personally the-
3: think it comes as a whole package. A person has to totally be wholesome, A. Mm-hmm. B, a person should conduct themselves, they should know right from wrong, and everybody knows right from wrong because we all have a gut-level feeling. We know when it's wrong because it's going to tell us, our body will tell us that's not right. The other thing is, I love women to stay in their character. I do not like women when they just shout and act and say anything that is not
0: even a word. (laughs) What do you mean stay in your character? That's very interesting to me. Stay in your character. What do you mean by that? Well,
3: I just mean that... um, A person should always know where they are and who they are Mm -hmm. because they are responsible for their self. And that's what makes other people look at them and you looking at a person that's being a if they say a perfect person, if you want to be a perfect person, you should, everybody should really try to be a perfect person. I don't care
0: who they are. Mm. So when you say perfect, what you're saying is, is you should conduct yourself in a certain way, and that helps to raise your beauty level or your attractiveness, or it just seems who you are. I'm a little bit confused. What, what would you say about that?
3: Well... If you as a person feel that you're perfect, you're going to do everything possibly that's right. Then you Mm -hmm. have other people looking at you, and they think, oh, gee, this person is doing everything perfect. Plus, you're not doing anything bad because you know right from wrong. You even know if you see something wrong that's happening, you know it's wrong, so you need to step in and make it right. Even if you were offending Somebody's doing something wrong they shouldn't be doing. You should be have the goals to say, hey, this isn't right. Why are you doing it? Whereas somebody else may just let it go and don't say anything about it.
0: Right. Well, you know, I think, I think to bring up something that's very, very important to Miss T, and that is is that, you know, we need to really check some of the things. What, the first thing that comes in your head is not the real comment you should make. And I think that a lot of times we forget about the virtues of being tolerant of being uh, um, having some level of um, <clears throat> the ability to tolerate and to help heal guide and and teach opposed to browbeat to um, uh, be demonstrative and to put ourselves in a a, a position where people see us as combative or see us as fighting. But, you know, a lot of times I was watching this uh, television show and they were saying that, I'm going to go to Pastor Bob for this, Uh, and then to you, Ms. T. They were saying that the silence of black men is what is causing the uprising of black women in the sense that they feel that they have to fight for themselves, they feel that they have to uh, stand up to the world alone and that they are very resentful and that they are coming to the point where it's a breaking point and a lot of black women are suffering from depression and from post-traumatic stress. Just living in America trying to make ends meet and trying to deal with, what do you think about that, Pastor Bob?
2: Well, I think there have been some great changes in the black community
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, which had, which can cause a change in the generations that might be growing up. I mean, you know, we're a long way from uh, uh, Queen Hassesput and Nefertiti and Makeda and, and Zinga and Yaa and Satiwa. We're we are way away from that and we're way away from Harriet Tubman and the Sojourner Truth and Paul Murray and Rosa Parks. We're away from Catherine Dunham and Marion Jackson and Mahalia Jackson and all those peoples and Queen Zipporah and Gerald Lee and Julia Fute, people who had beauty and people who fought and people who had wisdom and people who were geniuses on the earth who not only birthed the black woman and the black man but were the geniuses to keep forth and to keep fighting. I believe what we have done, we have lost what we call the fight and got caught up in a world of equality. And when you get caught up in a world of equality, equality you automatically going to have a split, aren't you? Because one wants to be equal, and when that one wants to be equal, they will do anything to be equal. I'm on equal pay. I want to be the equal guy, a person in the army. I want to be the equal person on the job. I want to be equal, 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 equal. Although I might not have the talent as the other person, I do want to still be equal in what they do. And so what happens is we have come up also to a split between certain generations of black women and black men. There's a split,
1: okay? Mm -hmm.
2: That split was not caused by the black woman. That split was not caused by the black man. That split was caused by some other women fighting for their equality on their job. And if you wanna say it's an ethnic situation, you you saw the white women marching with signs. They were fighting what they said for equality. You didn't have no black women out there marching at the time. Later you had them joining, but the black women was fighting to raise the black kids. They were fighting to survive, fighting strong women fighting to survive, and we're here. We're here because of those strong black women. So what happened to them? We got a lot. We have a lot of black women, right? Now. I know, cause I've been out there with them. We got a lot of black women now who will sit up and tell you, "I got my own car, I got my own apartment, I don't need no man." Because when I get ready to go date, I go down to the to the half note and sit back, and you know I'm gonna catch somebody just like a dude gonna catch somebody. That's an All attitude right. in the black community, okay? So,
0: so, so is that a problem? I mean, uh, should I should should, should should I mean I'm just asking, Pastor Bob. Should a, should a woman not want to go, not feel good about these accomplishments and being single, and go out and catch a man? Is that wrong? I mean, no, uh, I, I didn't say
2: I okay. didn't. Say that I didn't say that was wrong. Mm-hmm. I said it comes to a point in a person's mind which makes them feel not only that they're equal, they then become superior. Mm, within themselves within themselves. In okay?
0: their
2: thinking. And I yeah, agree and then with becoming that. superior within themselves, what do they do? They lose themselves uh in the meantime by becoming superior. When you become I superior in, in that, a system like fine. that, what happens? You have a split. If we're divided, we
1: fail. Mm-hmm hmm Understand? All
0: right. I, I do understand that. Everybody you're listening to Straight out from the Higher Brush from the Higher Brush. I'm Barbara your host. And we're in the penthouse with Miss T and Pastor Bob. Miss T, what's your rebuttal to that? What do you think about what he was saying about women who are accomplished, who don't have a partner, who are looking to find a partner but are so caught up in their independence they cannot Put themselves. They want sense. to go and get a guy.
3: I don't believe in a woman going to get a guy ever. I think mm-hmm. a guy should get a a, a woman. And if well, well, a, a woman well, what is successful, she would. Wait a minute.
0: Hold on, Miss Pete. What if I want to go get a guy now? Come on, now. I might want to go get me one. <laughs>
3: no, like that. that is the it's worst thing that a woman could ever do. She's not a woman if she has to chase a guy. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. If I had to find a guy, and look for a guy, I would never have one. <laughs> I'm old well, that's, school. <laughs> you know that's, I that's, that's, that I would never do that. <laughs> I wouldn't even think about having one. <laughs> Is that well, right? That's, that's why right. why a whole lot
2: of women don't have. That's why a whole lot of women don't have a guy. Why? Because they don't me, think let, about let, one. But let
0: but let me tell you what this article says that I'm reading from. This article says, why single ladies born in the 80s and 90s may never get a husband. And what they're saying here is that, um, well, let me bring one up for you. Many ladies dislike cooking and home chores. Modern fashion craze for gadgets, bags, purses, and shoes finds most ladies finding love and marriage a dud excessive, uh, um, let's see, um, let's see here, cut down on your participation in social, social media networks because that creates stress. And then it says stop giving out your numbers, number to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Then it says you don't bring any value into the life of men when you're dating or when you're on a date. So I'm really confused. What value do I as a woman have to supply to a man? Miss T we're gonna start with you and then we'll go to Pastor Bob.
3: Well you don't have to Is bring any value I mean? to them. They need to bring the value to you. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Mm 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 mm.
0: But now I'm I'm just I'm I would never you
3: I would never, ever, ever date a guy if the shoe don't fit. <laughs> now. Which I you know fit? I'm oh, gonna have so to hang funny. up on oh, you, know what, it. you know what, Miss you know what, Miss Barbara? I would really have to hang up. the Guys would get mad at me. <laughs> 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 I would not be I can <laughs> They're well, so irreverent.
0: They've got to come
3: really strong. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Here's the bottom line. But, but, yeah, I, I don't know if the listening audience knows this, but I've been involved with uh, some interesting things. You know, I'm a celebrity makeup artist, and I go around and travel all over. And, you know, a lot of young women, really, a lot of accomplished young women, especially here in San Francisco, you know, they go to speed dating. They speed date, they date off Facebook. Uh, I was with uh, three uh, single ladies about a month ago, and they were telling me about how they all belong to some sort of dating website, and this is where they find their dates, and this is where they uh, do their perusing. This is what they told Mm -hmm. me. And uh, when I thought about it, I said to myself, I said, wow, how things have really changed and what luck would you have finding someone who is going to be your compliment online? So, so, so is that what's happened, though? Have we changed um, the, the mode in which we Do you, you know, know from that here? some
3: girls will go all the way to another state and meet a guy? That is so I awful. See. They can't even find one in their home city or state. <laughs> yeah, I've known several girls that travel and go to a, a guy in another state, which is ridiculous.
0: Oh no! Why, why why would you say that's ridiculous?
3: Why wouldn't the guy come to them? Or why would you even have to get online to find somebody?
0: That's okay. ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I like that. Okay. Well, first off, let me do a commercial break. Everybody just straight off from the eyebrow. We are in the fit out with Barbara, your host, celebrity makeup artist to the stars, Pastor Bob, of course, my sidekick, and wonderful brother. Then, of course, we have Miss Lady T on the couch today. And, you know, what What really has uh, really opened this up is the fact that we're finding that people are changing the game, and that's really what the problem is. Our young girls are dealing with game-changing uh, um, information. Now, I can remember, of course, we have uh, just about this cosmopolitan, but I can remember Miss T being a young woman and trying to figure out how do I be um, – a lady, uh, uh, how do I say? It? How do I be a sophisticated lady? And what did I do for that? Well, don't Pastor chase Bob. the guy. <laughs> what did you say? You don't, say don't what? chase the guy. <laughs> well, so what do you say to, uh, about that, Pastor Bob? Now you has been an exclusive uh, uh, star. You've been a a, um, a singer all of your life, an entertainer, and you've had a thousand women. Of course, not any after 1972 when you married your lovely wife, but prior to that, you were a man of the field. So what do you? But mean? some
3: pastors still have other uh, girls on the side. What you say? Well, oh, oh, some pastors still. The have a them. lot of them do. Because uh, I know my husband so. was married to. Pastor in texas he brought her all the way to texas and then she found out she had three kids from him for him and she went to texas you see what i'm saying she had three kids for that pastor and that pastor had other women she found out and she's Wait, a pastor. Are you talking now, about
0: the pastor That i'm you know. talking about
3: my cousin married a pastor my cousin was born in 1947 she married okay. a pastor he took her from alameda california and took her to texas and he was a pastor. She had three babies for that man. And that, she found out that man had other women. <laughs> and then she wound up a pastor. She got her own church. And she was on the something. school board, too. And she's a, a, a big member on the school board. And I could okay. email you her picture.
1: <laughs> hey, well, three, she moved it,
3: next door it. for some white people, and so what happened was they wanted to all of a sudden put a fence up, and she said, oh, well, "I know you don't want up. your neighbors oh, to see me, oh, but you ain't funny. get you ain't got no permission to put that fence up unless I want that fence up." <laughs>
0: I love it. Okay, and my cousin
3: gave him hell. Okay, now he like her.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Okay, Pastor Bob, go ahead. What was your yeah. comment?
2: No, I, 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 I'm listening to the lady speak. Uh, but and she brought pastors up, <laughs> and she it. brought pastors up, and how the pastors left the lady, I guess, with three kids or whatever. But, no, she uh, she
3: didn't leave her. She left him, but she found out he was with some other than ladies in in the church that he, it, it was oh, his she left
2: She left him.
3: Because he had other women in the church he was messing with.
2: Well, she she should have, I mean, put it this way. If uh, the Bible speaks of that, and that's a reason for divorce, and uh, he wasn't too much that's of a pastor. That's why he divorced. He wasn't too much of a pastor if he's sitting up doing that type of stuff in the ministry. But let me <laughs> go back here. He really did it. it. Really through, did I, it. I, I she couldn't through, believe uh, it. And she's
3: so beautiful. Why would he even want to go anywhere else? But, you well, know, you know sometimes
2: sometime, sometime my sister beauty is only skin deep. And that's well, the bottom maybe line. She him, nobody, maybe she was giving it. Maybe knows. she was being nobody. a hair raiser. Yeah, but nobody knows. You don't know. No, I believe only what happened was he had them happened.
3: already when he was in Texas when yeah. he met her. And that was his character.
2: All I'm saying that's
3: what is I, believe. I don't I believe it you. was my cousin's fault.
2: <laughs> that, that's what you don't believe how she's exactly cousin. my age. But you never <laughs> And we don't no, no problems with people. <laughs> you never know what's on the you never know what was on the inside. You never know what was on the on the inside of your cousin. You see that's the oh, problem. no I know my we cousin. We don't know we don't know what's oh, on the inside. Oh she's wonderful, of she her. really is. We don't know what's on the inside of another person. That person can come out but I know as an angel it. to somebody, and then but it still, when they well, get with, when with they the get, pastor's father, no, a so a minute, sir, let me because talk. the pastor was the sister, pastor.
3: He ain't sister, got no business going around no matter sister, what the wife did. He, sister. Uh, a him to do. Sister, and once she found that out, sister, she opened up her own church. Sister. She got all his followers. <laughs>
1: sister.
2: You know what? You know one thing I learned, sister, is that we can learn from each other when sometimes we let the other one talk. Oh, yes. So I'm simply saying is this, is that no matter what happened with you and your relatives, mm-hmm. many relatives stick together no matter what the circumstances. But on the inside of the house, the very inside, the intimacy between two people, one never knows
1: what happens
2: under that skin. They only know what they're being told. That's now, true now as far as value goes, as far as value goes, let me tell you about value. I value me and I value you. Don't mm-hmm. devalue me because I'm a male. And I'm not gonna devalue you because you're, you're a female. female. So right. you have I'm to bring me you have to bring me some of your value mm-hmm. in order for me to bring some of my value.
1: Because All right, it that's,
2: ain't that, that, that is that's, not that's it's true. not it's not that much for me to look at someone and say, "I have to bow to you because you're a female because you're a black woman. No, I'm a black man. Give me a break. The Bible told me that the woman was a helpmate. It didn't mean that she was a slave, but she's supposed yeah. to be there. With me, because she got my rib. Well, act like you got my rib. Don't act like you cutting off my
1: nose. Well, Mm -hmm. hold on, everybody.
0: It's the top of the hour, and you're all listening to Straight Talk with the Higher Brush, and I'm celebrity makeup artist Barbara McGee. In the house, we got Cassandra Roselle. Hairdresser. Hey, hey, (laughs) hey. And uh we have Miss T on our panel. Say hi, Miss T. Hi,
3: Miss Rochelle.
0: And then we also have, uh, of course, Pastor Bob, and you know what? We're being sponsored by Galaxy Talk Radio, and T25PL, we want to thank them, and Mr. Andre Ward right now is at the Oakland International Film Festival, and we want to give a shout-out to him. We want to give a shout-out also to Roslyn's Corner, comes on 730 Wednesdays. Make sure you check that out. And make sure you have an opportunity to download some music and hang out a little bit on our new website. And remember, your girl, huh? we're going to have this Friday. We're going to have the um, new uh, Dance Connection auditions with Miss Black California. So we need you to come out to that. That's going to be from 7 to 9, and that's going to be at 2239, Martin Luther King in Berkeley at the Berkeley Commedia media center okay that's the commercial now back to the subject matter we're talking about uh is black women's beauty in or out as regarding to cosmos and what they have to say have cassandra rochelle who's making a comment cassandra what was what was your thoughts about being that you are a celebrity hairstylist what's your feeling about black women and how they are viewed in the media
3: Well, actually, we are viewed in many beautiful ways, and at the same time, they downplay us. But I want to say one thing to set this straight. They gave some incorrect information on that cosmopolitan interview or uh, article or whatever you want to say. The last few years, I have been traveling all over the United States, spent most of my time in Las Vegas, and I want to tell you something, chocolate is the number one thing that is in. The white girl (laughs) is not the top girl anymore. The blue (laughs) hair, as they say, and I'm not racist. but These are the words that they describe.
2: Come on. So is that
3: afro hair now. You know how they have that hair just twisted up with that lipstick on, and they look like they're the boss. It's it. Beauty is it with us and within. We come in several shades, several colors, several different types of hair strands, honey, and it is about the beauty within us is shining over. They try to downplay it, but it is not true. So we have to stick together to educate each other so we don't feel insecure and low self-esteem when we read stuff like this.
0: Oh, now, that, now, that, that, now everybody, that really has something that, Cassandra's told us something really heavy here. And this is, I think, something that Pastor Bob t- touched on, and also Sister Theta, And that was the fact that, you know, in all actuality, um, when we read this, it's low self-esteem that allows us to buy into it and to continue to perpetuate it, and to continue to talk about it, and, and to make it grow bigger. But here is the bottom line. The bottom line is, and I need to say this, I need to get this out. Black women, because I am one, have a tendency to be invisible, and that is a problem. I think that is the true problem that we're all facing. You know, We can go about our whole day. Now I'm going to go to you, Miss T, and you tell me what you say to this. But isn't it true that you find yourself being invisible to some people sometimes? And isn't that the most hardest form of racism to take?
3: Well, for me, no, because I like to be out and about, and I like to be visible, really. (laughs) I really do. But some people I know that they don't.
0: Pastor Bob, what do you
2: think? Well, if I had to explain the entire situation, I would say that the problem is made because of those who read articles like this take it to heart. And we shouldn't take it to heart. Black women have been beautiful since the beginning of time. And it's not going to stop. It's not going to cease. There are those who, in all ethnic groups, who want to be far more than anyone else. That includes the black woman in the black community. But I would say this, that she is the queen of queens.
3: That's right. She
2: is the woman of woman. She is the mother. She is the mother of mother. We're almost like a little commodity now. Her beauty is way more. Her beauty is way more than skin deep. And when she says commodity, I heard it. When she says commodity, the commodity uh, stems from the black woman making herself a commodity. Not someone else making her a commodity. She's doing that herself. She's doing that with how she wants to be. Uh, like I go to them nail shops and look at them. They with all them. They want to have all them purple, pink, shiny, uh, gold, glittering nails and long nails. Excuse and, me, Pastor Bob. You can't. I mean, nothing, about listen. Us doing listen. What i listen, listen, listen. What I'm saying. Can't go listen to, listen, listen to what I'm. It's listen, all about listen to what I'm, I'm saying there. There's nothing wrong with it, but the commodity is made, the majority, the the is made with them. The commodity is made with them through the foreigners making the money off of the black. But they started this a long time ago. It started with the birth control pill. That was one I'm started with in the black community. That's why our population went down. They started this in the black community with the black woman. They experimented on her and she began to accept it. I don't know how many times I've been I'm you know, I'm a former barber, teacher and cosmetologist myself. And I taught all of that previously.
1: And yes, but
2: when you when you, you look at people telling you people telling you about uh uh I'm on the pill, so I don't have to worry about nothing. No, look at your community today. Didn't worry about nothing. Bye bye. And you understand what I mean? But that don't make yeah. us less beautiful. That don't make us that don't make the black woman exactly. less beautiful.
0: Well well, well let, let let me just let me just say this. I think the interesting thing the interesting thing that's happening is that you know, we're being emulated and we're being copied and we're being manipulated so that we don't see our personal strength. And what, mm-hmm. what, really, what, really, what really bothers me about this is that our young women who have yet to recognize true racism for what it is, because now, mind you, the racism that we suffer in the United States as black people, this is the only kind of racism. I mean, this is really actually... I was studying my studies this week and I found out that we actually have been considered under the UN agreement, that the racism that is being given to African Americans could be challenged in the UN, and the United States government could be responsible for the fact of how that they are implementing a a stratification of racism on us that causes us to be even further Uh, demoralized so we fall under the same category as the aborigine the inuit the native american because it's crimes against us by our government which is costing us and we don't seem to want to understand that because a few of us have become successful and a few of us have money to insulate ourselves and a few of us feel that the rest of us should pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Our problem, because of the fact that they let three or five of us in and leave 17 of us out, the fact that they let three or five of us get over and 17 to 20 of us left out, I mean, this is the problem. And we, the ones that get through, don't reach back and get the ones that are left out, and this is all mm-hmm. on behalf of racism. And so our young women don't even understand that this is happening to them because they are in denial. If you talk to some of the young people, they really think that racism doesn't exist. And what but, uh, and if we don't? And if we don't continue to explain and uh, uh, how do I say it? not perpetuate, but if we uh, don't let them know what we've gone through and what we've accomplished and what it looks like, then they're unable to protect themselves. Now, Bob, go ahead.
2: I was just going to simply say that uh, uh, we've come to an era where the parents themselves don't know our history. We've come to some eras Where the parents themselves, don't even know how to raise a child.
0: Absolutely.
2: We've come to an era where, and probably a lot of people listen to this radio, they have pet their black children so much, they don't even know how to mix up cornbread. So when you don't teach a child and raise a child right, that child, as he grows into an adult, can be subject to the very thing that is a pacification for them, allowing Mm. them to accept whatever's out there, not Mm. knowing the truth. And this is what has happened in our community all down the line. Mom and daddy don't teach you. You don't know it. The streets will teach you. And when you get out in the street, all the street won't, Is some dollars from you. And the dollars you are spending on Nike, on them fancy pants, on them shirts, on all this stuff that they're selling, they are getting rich off of it, promoting a few. And let me tell you, you said something about a few people uh, getting into the mix and accomplishing, right? Yes. The few people who get into the mix and accomplish, okay? forget about altogether where they came from. It's a front when you see them. But when they get in them high heel homes and them Mercedes Benz and them Rolls Royces and things, you don't exist because they think they are part of the epitome of society. And when you look at O.J. Simpson and different people like that, you'll find out that your epitome can be torn down overnight. Well, and you know... This is what we I, 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 have to look at when we're dealing with... You're dealing with black women. Don't get so high on the hall, okay, and let the hall run out from under you. Okay, go ahead on.
0: Okay. Miss um, Sita, go ahead. What, what was your rebuttal to that? Go ahead.
3: Okay. Um, <clears throat> you were saying that the... Um, about the black woman, you mean? Um, when somebody gets above,
0: you mean? Well, what, what 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 we're talking about is what happens when we neglect to pass on. When I say we we as black women, when we neglect, when we teach our children so many things about how to get over.
3: If we don't teach our children anything, teach- they won't learn about anything past, not only that, a lot of the new kids now, if you start telling them anything about uh, back in the day or racism, they keep saying, well, this isn't today now. I don't want to know about what happened then. They think that they should go forward, but they don't know anything about forward. And that makes me upset when I hear young kids say that because they need to know about before because they don't know about it. Yeah, we see. That all the time? But a lot of that? times they don't want to hear it. They say that's we already know what happened. That's depressing. I'm not going through it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it.
0: And they I want to go that. forward. I know. Yeah, you that. know. yeah,
3: that happens.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. But our, it's that so. History, they seem to be so so down on understanding our history. But I'll tell you the truth. The fact is is that the history books are incorrect. And that, and so when our young people are sitting in class, I mean, I, the, the most demoralizing period that you can have is history, because all they do is uplift the things that they want to say about our history and eliminate right. the truth and the struggle and the and, and the triumph that we did mm-hmm. accomplish. That's and, what they want to be missing
3: now. And what we're missing now is to the grandmother old tales that they told us that was really true about their slave history from their parents and their foreparents. So our new kids now don't have the history to tell their kids unless they had a great grandparent that you know was still living or something. But um, me personally, I make my own stories up for my grandkids and. I just make it up and then I just make it up.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? So Bob I, I I got a question for you, Bob. So tell yeah. me so so do do is it is it that you have problems when you tell the stories from when you were a kid? Uh, do your young people in your family do they listen? Or what what do they say about that? Because I'm finding that to be so in my camp that people don't want to hear about the past. The they past. find it to be negative.
2: Well, look, my my grandkids, I love them all. Because when they come to me and we can sit on, and if I start talking, you know what they'll do? <laughs> uh, one will sit on my knee and the other ones will sit up and look at me. And I'll start telling them, and they might say, "That really happened." I say, "Yeah, that really happened. That's the truth. I say, I'll live through that." And they'll just li- they'll listen to me but 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 let me tell you something that that really got me. I was uh, hired to do a symposium on black music and dance at the Marin Academy for a very large class, and that class had a few. Blacks in it. Majority was white and Asian. And the first time I went and showed them how the dances came, men and women from Africa, and how the hip-hop people who were doing the hip-hop now was doing the same thing as they did in Africa in the 1800s and before on film,
1: and how Mm -hmm. slavery
2: came about and what was happening. After the class, I had many of the white kids come up to me and tell me, I can't believe this happened. I cannot believe this happened to people. I said, yes, it did. I can't believe that all these dances is that old. Yes, it did. Because, you see, I was called up to do it a second time with a different group at the same college. I'm probably going to be called back. Because relating history, to these kids was fantastic because you can tell they were never told this before. Neither were the black kids who were there. They would come and say, I didn't know that. Is that the truth, sir? I said, yeah, it's the truth. I lived it. See, we don't teach it and we don't fight for it to be in our history yeah. book because you have education, an educational system that's made up of who can come in with the biggest book, with the newest system, for the most money? And it's all about money. It's not education. And then the parents, many of the parents are just, I have to say they're shameful because I've met plenty of them, okay, who will curse you out, who will curse you out because their kid is making an F in school. Don't turn in their homework. The parents can't do the homework themselves. So what kind of kid you got? Mm-hmm. then well, the kids have a, the mama have five or six kids i'm I'm not talking about just one person I'm talking about a bunch of them and the same kids wind up having a kid having a kid with another kid having a kid, and here you got a thirty five year old mama that's already a great grandmama. But you we know, we have a, I, we but, have but, a problem but, there.
0: Right, we, we do we do have a problem there. But you know, I do wanna say and uh Miss T, I I do really appreciate you being on online and and all those people out there listening and I say this with love, you know, when we see a young woman with a baby and we know she's fourteen or she's thirteen or whatever, you know, it's we're quick to stick our nose up in the air and judge her. And, and you know, and, and suck our teeth like, mm, 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 look at that. But the truth is, you know, we need them babies. <laughs> That's we, right. We, we need to have our uh, lineage replenished. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Same thing going on at the Mexican household. But you know what? They are embracing their young people. And so you see by the lifestyle that they choose, you'll see that they are outnumbering even our white counterparts in the schools because they are bringing children into the world. They got a man in the house making the bills. The I mean, if you really look at it, the Mexican sister got it going on. She's working hard, but everybody in her household is working, gainfully employed, and she's got six or seven kids. They all go on to church on Saturday night, they all at the at the at the street festival or wherever they're at, and you see them commanding their families. whereas when you see us, you see one woman, three kids, no man. I mean, our families are so fragmented that we cannot give what is necessary not only to. Uh, giving respect to our women, but we cannot give what is necessary to our race. So that we could can I say to something? To to,
2: yeah, could I say something to that? Uh, Bob? let me say something to that real quick, please, and I'll try to be brief. First of all, when we're dealing with the Mexicans, and I've dealt with uh, plenty of them, I used to teach them in school, mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing is that they have a unity amongst their group of people Beyond what the black person had, okay? They respect their great-granddad. They don't jump on them. They respect their granddad. They respect their dad. They respect their mama. And they get along in the house together. They eat together. They get at the table. I know I've been there. I see them, you know. And they do things together. They travel together. They do this together. Black people... To have to have their own thing. They got to have their own plate at their own table. Everybody got to have their own car to drive. Some of these uh people I see that Mexican in my community now, they're shoveling each other around in a van. But they all live in a house together. And one more thing, and I'm gonna tell you this quickly. They have a country. They can go back to Mexico. Where can we go? I know that's right. I
0: know that's right. Uh, you didn't say it. Mm-hmm. All right, Bob. Hold on, Pastor Bob. We want to go to uh, Miss T. Miss T, you're going to have your two-minute wrap-up. Go ahead. Well,
3: I just like to thank you for having this program, and also I really think that um, blacks as a whole, we really need to get a lot of more unity within each other again can make it like it used to be even if it was like it used to be before when uh, you see somebody else's kid outside and you call them up and say hey your kid's doing so and so so and so or you stop the kid but nowadays we just don't have that unity anymore and everybody wants to almost separate themselves and like you said earlier get some money and go away or get some money marry a white person or get some money and uh, just don't do anything just You know, everybody still needs to try to be uh, in the community acting mode again to make it, if you don't have a family, that family can be your community.
0: All right. Well, we certainly uh, thank you, Ms. T, for tuning in to Straight Talk with the Higher Brush, everybody. We've been listening to Straight Talk with the Higher Brush. I'm your host. Uh, celebrity makeup artist to the stars, Barbara McGee. And in the penthouse tonight, we want to thank Mr. James Trout who came live tonight. And All right, uh, great and, and great star stage and gave us a great starting off. We want to thank him and bless him. And then we also had Miss P for the first time on the panel. And she gave us a wonderful closing uh, there. We thank her and we invite her to come back every Sunday. 8.30 right here in the penthouse. And then we have, of course, Pastor Bob, who is always there, who is our gentleman. And then, of course, we have Cassandra Rochelle, who is hairdresser to the stars. Uh, Cassandra is going to have her wrap-up statement right now in regards to tonight's topic. Go ahead, Cassandra. We want to always remember to praise God
3: because God is how us black women have survived for centuries over so many issues, and that's us as a people and a race. But what I do like to say is when you see your sister down, maybe you could give her some inspiring words of um, positivity rather than negativity. And then if you're looking on the television, God knows I don't watch much, but when I do watch it and I see the racism alive or an article like we were talking about, Cosmopolitan, when I say shut it down, shut it down. What that I means is don't buy the magazine anymore. You know what I mean? I used to be a big fan of the little little shark TV show. And then when they did that little incident talking about the colored girls, me and the colored vote you' done. I don't watch that show no more. Shut them down. Love you all. And love Miss Barbara. Love and kisses.
0: All right, all right. And we thank you, uh, Cassandra Rochelle, coming live from Los Angeles, California. And uh, now we want to... Give Pastor Bob his final closing two
2: minutes. Go ahead, Pastor Bob. Wrap it up. All right. Oh, wrap God. it up. Wrap it up quick and say hello to the CEO for me. And I love all I love of you God. out there. I'm a little. I'm a little. I'm a little hard at times, but I love you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna leave you with this thought here. Uh, we celebrate. We should celebrate strong black families everywhere, and we should try to make our generation, future generations, strong. And we have to acknowledge that of ourselves, that we can do nothing but with God, all things are possible. And um, we must pray for our black families everywhere and, and for our future generations. And we must we must pray for faith, strength, and for love for black families ever, everywhere and for our future generations. And we must understand that wisdom and power for black families everywhere and for future generations are there. And we must uplift our hearts, create a growing spiritual life for our people, and get back to where we were before when we did praise God and was moving ahead. So I will say this. The black family is a strong family, strong. is a mighty family, and has been strong with that black woman who has stayed there with that black child many times by herself. And we are still surviving.
0: Absolutely. So, everybody, you know, I just want to say thank you to uh, the reason why we're here, which is uh, our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank God and, uh, uh, for life, breath, health, and wealth. I want to thank Jesus Christ for his resurrection and for promising to prepare a place for us, uh, going ahead of us, and then protecting us and sending us the Holy Spirit for comfort. And so this I give to you, my friends and my comrades and those out there in the listening audience, just know that T25CL is here for your listening pleasure. You can check out our artists. You can look on our website. It's www.t25CL. Check it all out. Download some music for when you're exercising, for when you're walking, for when you're riding in your car. I want to thank James Trout. For being a part of the show tonight. I want to thank Cassandra Rochelle for being a part of the show. I want to thank Miss T for bringing it. And I want to thank Pastor Bob as always. And where's the How audition for the
3: Black Models at?
0: Oh, Mr. Black. Part. All right. And so let me just say this. On behalf <laughs> of the Dance Connection, this Friday we're going to have from 7 to 9 at the Black Community Media Center on 2239 Martin Luther King Road, we will have the Dance Connection auditions and live taping. Also, we will have an open call from Miss Black California, ages from seven years of age by division to 26. So anybody interested in being Part of participants and contestants nominate a young person and send them down this Friday from seven to nine. We are taking applications. All right. And to everybody, we thank you, Pat Bob. We thank you. Happy Easter, all, and to all, a good night.
2: Good night. Good night. Good night. Wow.